You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Ponty. Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Jab him, jab him, jab him. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. Welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia, brought to you here on our community radio station, 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside in Melbourne, Australia. And our website at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au. And you're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address uh, directly for Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. We've got a great show for you lined up today. We've got the uh, winner of the uh, Sea Lake uh, race that we had, the WPF. Uh, Michael Saggers is coming on and also we have David Gordon going to give us a report from Sydney they had their last race I think in Sydney and we've got a lot more coming up on Pigeon Radio Australia so stay tuned and on with the show Pigeon Radio Australia Stop the pigeon Stop the pigeon Stop the pigeon Stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, how? Nab him, jab him, jab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now. Yeah. And I have to introduce my good friend who is in here in the studio with me. You see banana man hopping over on the white hot sand. Here he come with some for me. Freshly taken from banana tree, banana man me Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia's, the one and only, Banana Man, Tony Barbara. This banana flow never end. Do you want a banana? 
welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia. How are you, Tony? Um, not bad, Ivan. And how is yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, I had you on the phone last Wednesday, and uh, we talked about the Sea Lake race. But anyway, uh, tell us a bit. The release was very good, but the race was very, very hard, yeah, wasn't it? it turned out to be a funny race. <laughs> funny, all right. But, but up there, everything was perfect. The weather was perfect. The release was perfect. The, the birds left just under two minutes, so... <laughs> Yeah, I know. They they left in under two minutes. They did, yeah, and they went in one tight bunch as well. Bunch, yeah. So. And the weather wasn't that bad, but no. I don't know. They reckon you were saying to me on the way home when we were driving home, you said the east wind might affect them. I reckon it did. Mm, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't know. This weather's really weird at uh, the moment. Uh, the east, even if you go fishing, you don't catch much fish. No, that's true. It's got anyway. Something. Let's introduce this fella and see what he's got to say about it all. And Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia, Southeast Melbourne correspondent, the one and only, the Roadrunner, Tony McPherson. Yeah, it's a hello to Tony McPherson. Uh, g'day, Ivan. G'day, Mr. Banana Man. Tony, how are you both? Yeah, good, thanks. Good, day, Tony. That's yeah. good, Jesus, mate. I'm, I'm worn out. It's uh, been a long weekend. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, me we, and Tony, we, we just a, we, we were, a, you, you talk about a tough race in uh, out from Sea Lake. Hmm. We we had a ripper from uh, uh, Midiac. I can tell you. Uh, Midiac. You know, uh, Midiac. What what did you say about Midiac? The one one. One house town, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you something. Uh, It was a tough old race. Um, Mind you, on Saturday there, at the race point, there was very little wind, and the prediction was that it would be between 15 to 20 knots of southeaster. But uh, later in the morning, the the, uh, uh, the bureau put out that they were going to have gale force winds. Um, and, uh, oh, yes, of course, Saturday's were, winds were bad. The birds yeah. were already up and flying into it. <laughs> yeah. and build up and build up and, yeah. Now, uh, listen, me and Tony were talking on the way home from Sea Lake because we had a release from Sea Lake, Tony, and the birds left within two minutes in one tight bunch, not a problem, no right. attacks, no nothing. They left beautifully. We said, Even Tony said, I reckon we're in for a good race. Didn't we say that? Yeah. And, 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 the and, and the race turned out to be a shocker. So explain, can you explain it? Because I don't know. Is it well, the east? Look, what uh, is it? Yeah, look, we had the same thing with the southeast winds. The birds don't like it. There's no doubt about that. It's very difficult. It's a colder type wind. But I think uh, the like our birds lift with, within a couple of minutes. Yeah, you know, they were gone apparently. And um, you know, we had thirteen hundred birds uh, released. And um, I can tell you now, there wasn't. You know, there, there wasn't. <laughs> it was a uh, uh, as they would say, 
the food bill went down uh, on on the day. But there was a pretty good follow-up the next day. Yeah. But, uh, gee whiz, it was pretty tough. But I think also, uh, Ivan, the, uh, the box along the way are pretty thick. They're feeding big babies. Um, this is something I was talking to uh, um, Pete Sirocco up in um, Mildura about. You know, I've been in contact with the, the Mildura guys and uh, they were saying the same thing, you know, the – the falcons are feeding big babies, and of course, you see a, a flock of uh, pigeons get let go. It's like, uh, oh, McDonald's has come to town. Let's uh, let's go out and I'll have a few uh, few of these Big Macs and everything else. So, yeah, they play havoc with them. There's no doubt about it. Well, um, the VHA were going to rate. Well, we heard from Steve Brown last week, and they were planning a 500 and 600 mile race, but they've re. Rethought their thoughts, yes, and they're yes. going three hundred and fifty to hay. But even even then, like I've pulled the pin on my birds, I, I'm not going to race anymore because I, I just I don't know. There's something weird going on. Oh, look, it's uh, it's it's difficult. Well, look, um, the weather the weather's um, the weather becomes more more your south southerlies and and things like that. Now, normally the VHA would have their five and six hundred miles um, in December, but what they're looking at is that for look, you've got to look at it up in sit up in New South Wales. They're getting flooded, right? So first off, you've got to get get it through the roads. But apart from that, you've got um, rain, storms, heat. Rain, storms, heat. Now, the Greater Melbourne, they, they were supposed to have two Mildurahs. Well, that's been what, the second one's been cancelled. So uh, this week, it's uh, on the Friday, it's basketing for Midiac uh, for a release on the Saturday. And then the next week, it's a Mildura, and that's that's uh, Sayonara Compadre. Um, they've got uh, $2 ring races, Breeders' Plates, and everything else from the Mildura race. Well, so, where does that leave your Croydon Classic? Well, um, thanks for asking. Um, I look as you know. I've been uh, we've been studying the weather and everything else, and uh, the long range and every other broadcast uh, that you can look at, and talking to the locals up in Mildura, and that's more important. The locals where where the birds are getting let go from, and along the way, the line of flight. So we're looking at basketing on. Now, this is the first. We're basketing on Thursday night, right? The birds will be taken up to Mildura on Friday, mm. and they will be released on Sunday. The uh, the weather along the line of flight will be cooler on the Sunday. Um, in Melbourne, it's going to be uh, down to 22 degrees or 19 on the Saturday, but 22 um, on the Sunday, we don't want to clash with the VHA, uh, Greater Melbourne, or anyone else. Um, so, and the birds will be uh, stored at Mildura at uh, either Vince Araco's property or at the club rooms. Um, so, we, uh, Bromwell and I are taking the birds up. So, we'll be taking them up Friday. They'll be uh, taken to the club rooms, fed and watered there. And then on the Saturday, they'll be rested um, well and truly. They'll have a good rest and uh, plenty of water. And uh, 
then Saturday morning they'll be released as early as we can possibly release them. So usually that's a half an hour after sunrise. Um, the expected temperature on the date of, on the day of liberation at the liberation point will be 17 degrees, with a very light southeast wind. And on again, the way the home, again, the on the east. way home, it will be turning into a northwest wind. So they tell me, yeah, yeah, but um, that could change. And and these predominantly. Uh, easterly winds that we were getting southeast, northeast, you know, it's always a predominant east in the wind. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, but um, from what, you know, what I'm getting from the guys up there, um, it should be nice and cool. And the important thing, if we released on the Tuesday, which we were looking to do, the weather on the, on the uh, Monday was going to be 32, I think, and the weather on Tuesday was, you know, it's the overnight, it's the overnight that you've got to worry about and and the, the temperature. So overnight on the Sunday, uh, on the Saturday night was going to be 20 degrees, 30, I think it was 31, 32, and then Mildura the next day, um, and usually, you know, it'll hit 31, 32 in the afternoons, but it's going to be quite quite warm to begin with. So after all of this, uh, Ivan, um, we want to look after the birds and look after the owners and ensure that um, we're doing the right thing for everyone. So the basketing of the birds will be at the recording club rooms on the Thursday night. Now, I know that uh, uh, the VHA, I think, are basketing on uh, Friday. I think I think they were going to Mount Hope. But anyway, uh, I think they're basketing either Thursday or Friday. But those guys in the VHA, they can come down to our club rooms after, after basketing at the VHA. We'll be there and have a barbecue and everything. And uh, we'll, we'll accommodate you. We've got – look, I realise that midweek – it's difficult, but we've, we're looking at the weather and to try and get them up in the best conditions that we can. And I think, the, and talking to the locals, Les Solly, he said, Tony, you're better to get them up um, before the Monday, Tuesday. And um, so we don't want to clash with, uh, on the Saturday with uh, the VHA nor the uh, Greater Melbourne. And Sunday, it looks to be a really good day to be going up. Oh, well, good luck. I hope the weather pattern doesn't change because it, that's what it's been doing. It's been very unpredictable. Oh, it so. certainly has, Ivan. That, that's, that's why, you, yeah, um, you've got to be uh, flexible. You know, who knows? We could get up the race point and it turns out that Sunday is going to turn out to be 30, 33, and, but we're, we're already at Mildura and on the Saturday it's 25. Yeah, and if that's mm. the case, you know, you've got to but be smart. In saying that, Tony, we noticed me and Tony noticed the weather when we went up to Sea Lake. Like it's 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 nice and and cool, right? Yes, yes. But but as 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 the sun comes out in the morning, it sort of gets a bit of this humidity in the air. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. It Isn't it, Tony? It's yeah. a humi- humidity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's. Yeah, what you what you're looking for is uh, 
further. When did you release up at uh, Sea Lake? When was that? Uh, that was last, not last, yeah, last Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see there was um, a fair bit of um, rain about. Um, there was that, no that, rain that on was, Tuesday. There was no, no rain. But there was rain on the, but the over wind the weekend was, and the wind was the area. There was yeah. there was a humidity in the air and the wind was very yeah, weird. Yeah, exactly. Was, and that yeah. you know, that, that, that causes a bit of a problem. But you know, um, to be honest, um, even out of Saturday's race, you know um, the birds that come home did it really well. It was bloody hard. You know, but they did well, you know, and um, there were some guys that had really good returns on the day and others, you know, that didn't, you know, and that's that's fair enough. But, um, you know, the, uh, the the next day the follow-up was quite good, you know, and there was quite a few guys that didn't get a bird I'm on gonna, the day. I'm going to tell you that the follow-up was not bad from the Sea Lake race, but I can tell you that some prom- – I'm not going to mention names, but I'm going to tell you – that some very, very, very good, good, capable flyers were scratching their heads on the race day, getting only like one or two birds home on the day. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of that's got to do, like I said, the the falcons are pretty. Uh, look, I had uh, I had no. Well, wow, talking dog. about falcons, Tony. Me and Tony counted on the way home. Anyway. Sixty falcons we counted on the road, didn't we? Yeah, a lot of falcons. <laughs> no, no, mate, you needed. Uh, <laughs> our old mate Keith Sagers used to be quite good, but um, uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, we won't talk about that. But um, he he, he uh, used to uh, yes um, count the falcons. <laughs> you remember two weeks ago when we came to Gisborne? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we saw a goshawk. Two gosses attacking a crow. Two gosses attacking crows in the middle of the road. Yeah, well, it's interesting you're talking about that. Pizzeraco was telling me that a local farmer up there was saying that the um, um, they check out the, uh, the, the, the falcon nests and the majority of the f- food that they've been eating has been galahs. Yeah, there and, you go. Uh, Prote- a, a protected farmer, species. Uh, a protected species they're eating. Yeah, yeah they're eating galahs. Oh, well, they're not protected for the falcon, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. We're not allowed um, to kill them. And no, no, we can't. We can't touch them. But uh, yeah, it's interesting that uh, the farmer, a local farmer up there, said that they watched two falcons knock knock over thirty galahs, knock them to the ground. What thirty galahs in one hit? Yeah, oh, well, they're just attacking them and attacking them, putting them on the ground and then coming back later to feed their well, babies. Well, you know what I'm going to say? I've got a message for these people that are breeding and releasing these birds. There's too many of them. Stop it. <laughs> well, we'll end up like over in England. The songbirds and everything else have disappeared and uh, then they'll be saying, where did all of these um, species go? Well, it's uh, there's only one reason. We're feeding... A uh, a bird we're protecting a bird that was brought in. You know, this you know, Tony. What I'm going to say to you: these animal liberationists, they they they're releasing these birds, right? 
They yeah. turn around and say that we're cruel because we're taking our birds up the road and releasing them. That that's cruel. It's not cruel. The cruel point is that these people are breeding things that are not supposed to be bred because it's not happening in the way of nature. They're pushing no, it along no. and breeding more more of these birds. They haven't got enough food to feed their youngsters now that they're breeding in the wild, right? Correct. And so Correct. they're they're killing everything that they can kill. Yes, you're right. You're spot on. And in actual fact, uh, a lot of those youngsters only get to a certain age and they die too as juveniles because they haven't got enough food. You know, they're they're out there. There's way too many of them. So the the message I've got for these animal animal liberationists is that we're not cruel. You're the people that are cruel, not us. No, they're silly. But anyway, look, I can give you the Greater Melbourne results um, for Saturday. Yeah, go for it, and then we'll take a break because yeah. I'm going to try yeah. and get Michael. We, we, we had a release from Midiac, and we released the birds at 7 o'clock. The winning bird was uh, raced by Steve Connor in the Dandenong Club, and it, it, it took him 7 hours and 27 minutes to get home to his place, and he's doing 800. That's a hard miles. one. Gee. Yeah, it was. It's doing 871 metres a minute. Second was Huey Tran. Now, Huey raced a pretty good pigeon, and he was doing 870.23. His, his bird was doing seven hours and 19 minutes. Then third was Rafael Steinson from Daniel. His was doing 869. Then Marco Motta. Now Marco's been racing really well. He won the week before. He uh, he was doing eight sixty one. David Ketram and family with David and Maddie uh, Ketram. Uh, they were fifth. They had a pretty good bird, but gee whiz, he said he had to wait a while for the others. He was uh, seven hours and forty five minutes. Six was Pino Deluca. Um, he was a uh, an import from the VHA. Um, he was doing eight fifty five. Seventh was Gardner Brothers again, another import from the VHA, doing eight fifty five, one eight eight. So they were pretty close. Our uh, sponsor, uh, GG, Mister Gary Gillard, he finished eighth. He was doing eight fifty five one. Wait on. Yeah, eight fifty five one seventy eight. She was they're close. Ninth was uh, former president of the Fed, Keith Flinchar from Dandenong, doing eight fifty point seven seven nine. And tenth was uh, Johnny Doyle and um, Dave Richmond from Packham. And they've been flying really well this year. That those those birds that down at Packham doing exceptionally well. And they they were doing eight thirty seven point three seven seven. Now the last bird recorded, not not the last bird recorded. Um, mind you, there's quite a few that weren't read. Was my old uh, housemate, Kelvin Griffin, right, doing 4.99, right, and his bird took 12 hours and 55 minutes, right? So that's the last bird recorded. So it was a really tough race, but like I said, they come through, um, yeah, they come through reasonably well the next day. So, yeah. yeah, well, that was a very hard race, Tony. And anyway, we'll take a break right now, and um, 
We'll be back with a, with a guest on the line, and um, I'm going to play a song from Van Morrison. Van Morrison has released a protest song. Here he is with No More Lockdowns. Van Morrison here on Kitchen Radio Australia. No more lockdown, no more government overreach. No more fascist bullies disturbing our peace. No more taking of our freedom. Given rights, pretending it's for our safety when it's really to enslave. Who's running our country? Who's running our world? Examine it closely and watch it unfurl. Santa's making up crooked facts. No more lockdown. No more pulling the wool over our eyes. No more celebrities telling us, telling us what we're supposed to feel. No more status quo. Put your shoulder to the wind. No more lockdown. Disturbing our peace No more taking our freedom And our God-given rights Pretending it's for our safety When it's really to enslave Who's running our country? Who's running our world? Examine it closely Watch it unfurl No more lockdown No more threats No more imperial college scientists Making up crooked facts No more lockdown No more pulling the wool over our eyes no more celebrities telling us how we're supposed to feel. No more status quo. Gotta put your shoulder to the wheel. No more lockdown. No more lockdown. No more lockdown. No more
For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat Stock Feed and Farming Supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor... Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeon's inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor This is Alice Cooper. There's a lot of things we have no control of in this world. But that's not the case with drink driving. If you're going to drink, don't drive. Think ahead and choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives on and so should you. A message from Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. There's no doubt everyone is feeling impacted in some way by coronavirus. From work-life disruptions to financial stress, our days look very different. It's normal to be feeling a little overwhelmed or perhaps completely out of your depth. That's why Beyond Blue has developed the Coronavirus Mental Wellbeing Support Service. It's free and available 24-7. So if you're feeling unsure about how to cope, chat to one of our expert counsellors by calling 1-800-512-348 or visit coronavirus.beyondblue.org.au. 
This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. G'day, Josh Gatt, host of Bluestone Sounds, a show about live music and emerging acts. Just letting you know that I'm still running the show on your Wednesday, midday to 2pm, but if you're a night owl like me, I'd like to very warmly invite you to come and hang out on your Friday morning, Thursday night. That's right, Bluestone Sounds Midnight Edition. Playing the risque stuff I can't play during the light of day. That's midnight till 3am on your Thursday night, Friday morning. Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon. You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And our website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au. And our Pigeon Radio Australia website is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. Now, I'm going to read the results once again this week uh, for the Sea Lake special race that the WPF held last Tuesday. And in first place, with a grand velocity of 1210.7, is Michael and Mark Saggers from the Sunshine Club, and they're over there in Werribee. In second place in Altona, we've got Charlie Abella clocking from Altona City, and he was doing 12.01. A big gap there. There's about... uh, a minute and 56 seconds gap between the first and second. Then in third place, we have Alex Diaz. In fourth place, Jamie Rigby. In fifth place, Johnny Goodwin. In sixth place, Arthur Latowski. In seventh place, Michael Portelli. In eighth place, Keisha and Holwell. In ninth place, Felix Lear. In tenth place, Manila Lofts. In 11th place, Ilya Anevsky. In 12th place, Eddie Sakovsky. In 13th place, myself, Ivan Fonti. In 14th place, Ty Tran. 15th place, Keisha Lofts. That's Reno Keisha. In 16th place, Kalotsis Family. In 17th place, Andrew Papadakis, V. Guzman and Joe Urato. And in 18th place, Barry Family. And in 19th place, A. Axiak. And son, and on the line, we have the winner of that Sea Lake race, Mr. Michael Saggers on the line. Hi, Michael, how are you? And congratulations on the win from that Sea Lake race. Yeah, good, thanks. Thank you very much for that, Ivan. Well done, Michael. Yeah, well done, mate. Thank you very much. Now, tell us, uh, how'd the bird come in? Did you have a multiple drop or did it come on its own? Uh, Mark was actually at home that day. Yeah. And he was just sitting down and heard a whoosh, and next minute she was in the flying. Gee. 
So, yeah, you just coach her over the pattern. Yeah, we fall miles behind. We expect them about quarter past ten. Yeah, so, I know. We were all expecting them early. And yeah. and was it the only bird that you had at that time or was there other birds with it? No, just the one. And mm. then the second one was half an hour later. Gee. So, and um, tell us, what kind of bird was it? What was the bloodline of that bird? So the blood, the mother's side is from Clyde in uh, Gippsland. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, that's the one. And the father is a Herman Cross Van Loom from um, Frank De Pasquale. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's actually interesting because the mum and dad actually went to the race as well. And how'd they go? They were third and fourth. Oh, gee, have a, have a, <laughs> have a look <laughs> at that. Tony McPherson, what do you think of that result? Actually, yeah, the, the velocity is quite good, you know, up in the 1200s. It's a solid sort of a race. And um, uh, I think everyone's sort of the gap. It's the it's a gap between your first bird and your second bird. That's, yeah. I think everyone's, uh, some people are getting multiple drops and others, oh, boy, you know, you think uh, is, a, is another bird going to come or not? Yeah, but, it'll uh, disaster, don't you? Oh, and then all of a sudden they come in a big whoosh and then it stops. So, yes, it's uh, interesting, the racing at the moment, and, well, especially at this time of the year, but um, it is interesting. It's a a good – gives us all a good idea of, you know, what racing could be like around, uh, you know, November, December. Uh, Yeah, um, I know it's – it's the weather-wise, weather-wise, it's nice and good, sunny and everything else. But I think uh, probably when it's a little bit cooler, the birds seem to appreciate it a lot more. Yeah, Mr Falcon's not around at this time of year yeah. as well. All that time of year, John racing anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, it's Mr Falcon and, and family. I yep. think that's, that's the problem. Once they start uh, uh, getting big babies... Uh, Oh, yeah, they need about, uh, well, depending on how many babies they got, but it could be about five five kills a day just, uh, just to feed the babies. Exactly right. You know, let alone feed uh, mum and dad. So, yeah. The but I, I don't uh, think that the, the problem with, with the slow returns is not predominantly falcons. There's other factors in that as well. Oh, look! There's no doubt about that, Ivan. You're racing into if you're racing into a, a southerly, a southeaster, or whatever, they're yeah, flying a lot lower, a lot lower, and uh, they use up a lot more energy. And uh, by using up a lot more energy, they uh, they def- definitely need to have a drink of water and everything else. Um, well, know, the wind that we had on Tuesday, uh, Tony, the wind we had on Tuesday was a northeasterly with more east in it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we were expecting when I let the birds go. You asked Tony, we let them go. They went very well. Uh, Michael Portelli was the liberator. I rang Michael and he said, "Oh yeah, let them up at seven thirty. He said it's going to be a quick one. They should be home by ten o'clock." We drove all the way back from Sea Lake, and I rushed to get back. And uh, we were expecting to see birds in the loft, didn't we, Tony? Yeah, and Ivan, don't forget, we watered the birds in the morning. Yeah, we did. We watered the birds in the morning, so they had a good yeah. drink and everything. And not, we don't let them drink over drink. You know what I mean? Because birds yeah, can yeah, gorge yeah, themselves yeah. with water. Tony keeps an eye on them and makes sure that they don't over drink. 
and they the, the birds that were thirsty had a drink. Like when the sun comes up, they've already got the water in the unit. So yeah, yeah. Oh, look, the, the important thing is the hydration. There's no doubt about it. And when they're going well easterly. You know, when it's more east in it, it's a lot colder, and uh, you know they they do fly lower, and they use up a lot of energy. And whilst they're using up a lot of energy, they you know they do uh, dehydrate uh, quite a lot. But now, how were your birds? How were your birds when they come? When, well, you weren't home. Well, I was, was going to say. <laughs> Yeah, like what about the the follow up birds? Um, you know, um, were they cramped or do you know? Yeah, a little bit, but yeah, not too much. I just have hydrolytes in the water when they come home anyway, yeah. so yeah, they recover yeah. pretty quick anyway. Yeah, that's the important thing. Yeah. I think um, I think that, you know, um, everyone like you know we uh, we talk a lot to yelly roses and yelly roses. These birds are every week, twice a week, and um, it's the recovery. The yeah. recovery is the most important thing. If you can get them recovered, they're ready to go for the next week. And yeah. I think uh, some of these races that we've had, um, I don't think they recover so well. And yeah. they're not really firing for the next week, that's for sure. Well, I send them birds back again on Sunday to the union race. Yep, yep. And well, I sent 18 back and they all got home. Yeah, yeah. Well, the union right. race, in hindsight, <laughs> I tell yeah, you something, if it would have been the Greater Melbourne one, you'd be struggling. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it was a real difficult one on the Saturday. Now, the yeah. me and Tony, we rushed back from Sea Lake and uh, we yeah. come into the, my backyard and I said to Tony, there should be birds home. So I went to the clock, had a look at the clock, nothing there. Right, I yep. said to Tony, I haven't got none. He had this shocked look on his face. He said, you've got to be joking. I said, no, there's none there. Anyway, how long did we wait, Tony? We waited, what, half an hour, 45 minutes? About 45. 45 minutes, Tony spots a bird coming in. Bang, she comes in, goes straight in, didn't it? Yeah. Didn't muck around at all. And, uh, yeah, I clocked and, and, and managed to gain that, what was it? Thirteenth position, yeah. but, but that bird didn't eat much, Ivan, and just drank a bit. And no, he didn't eat. He, he, did, he had a oh, little man. bit of a sip of water, and that was it. And uh, he didn't look tired at all. He looked like he didn't fly anywhere. Actually, I was chasing all your hands. Yeah, he the was rest. chasing the hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, well, uh, how often do you hear that the the convoyer beats the birds home? Yeah, you know, uh, not too often. No. Only in the, only in the final. We, hey, I tell you now, Tony, we were in absolute shock that there was no birds home. Yep, yep, yep. And that seems to be the case. You know, like I said, you know, the, the uh, what you get, you either get a uh, a multiple drop to begin with, or you get one or two, and then there's a huge gap, and then and then you get a big rush of birds, and then it just dries up completely. Yeah. Michael, you've been racing pretty well with all these special races. What what do you think the problem is? Oh, I don't know. Like, what, all uh, with Daniel and yourself and all that, you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just think maybe people have just given up, like, training birds, lost interest. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that as well, yeah. What, so you do you reckon the pigeons? The, do you reckon the birds haven't been trained enough for, for these sort of races? Yeah, see, people are not used to doing these races. Like last year, you know, 
we jumped on the Greater Melbourne truck a few times last year as well, just as trainers, not as thingo. And we had good returns, but you just got to keep something going with them every week. You know, even yeah. if it's a short toss, doesn't matter. Keep their mind on the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of once you let go of them, that's it. You you lost them pretty much. Mm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You got to keep their mind on the job. Yeah, this, time, right. this time of the year, of course, the the cockbirds are pretty. Uh, they're not interested in flying. They're only interested in flapping. That's right. Yeah, and uh, usually they've got a hen about three inches away from them while they're flying in the sky. So, <laughs> yep. it's interesting. And they, and if you, if you happen to send their hen with them in the race, they soon find them. That's right. And they go for a bit of a fly around. But uh, you got to keep the head on the head on the on the job. And those guys that are winning, like yourself, you've been doing the work and and just put put that little bit extra into it, and and it makes a difference. It really does. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, we've noticed that this year, um, the guys that had tossed early, uh, they they were you know they're getting really good good returns, good results, and the guys that started later uh, have been under the pump a fair bit. But yeah, on yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, you've got to wear that. Uh, what well, I think everyone's appreciative of Ivan and everyone else. Uh, the Greater Melbourne, the VHA, um, the VPU, we're appreciative all of being able to race our birds. That's, yes, exactly. Yeah, and, and <laughs> we appreciate it, but then we whinge and whine about it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you just politics, politics and everything in there. Oh, you just don't win. Yeah, you know, they say, "Oh, we want to race our birds. We want to race our birds," and you get all organised, and then it's, "Oh, Jesus, it's this, it's that, it's this," and you think, "Oh, God, just, just race your birds and shut up and enjoy it." <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Anyway, Michael, once again, congratulations on that. That was good, and you've been congratulations on all the races that you've because you've been up there pretty much. Yeah, I had to be my turn. All the other stakers have got up yeah, there, so yeah, it was our yeah, turn yeah. Keep it in the family, Michael. Keep it yeah, in the family. Got it. Yeah. Got yeah. it. I'm, I'm going to be the last one, so I have to. Yes, yeah. yes, mate. Yes, yeah. Well, uh, you've got a pretty good uh, lineage there to follow. Yeah, that's right. That's All right, then, you. Michael. Thanks very much for being on the program. And once again, congratulations on that great win. No worries. Thank you very much, and all the best to everyone on their breeding season. A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. All right, too, thanks. Michael. Thanks, mate. Thanks, and we'll guys. catch you later. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. And that was Michael Saggers, who won the Sea Lake Special Race that was run by the WPF on last Tuesday. And we're going to have a little break for the song, and here's a song... And it's called Rock the Boat here on Pigeon Radio Australia. We'll be back with uh, more. I think we're going to get someone from Sydney on the line to tell us about what's been happening down there in Sydney. Your arms have held me safe from a rolling sea 
There's always been a quiet place to harbor you and me. Our love is like a ship on the ocean. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035 Double nine eight one thousand and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor, your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat Stock Feed and Farming Supplies. 
1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM Sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM Sponsor. I spy with my little eye something beginning with P. Posty? No. Power pole? Nope. Passenger getting off the tram? No. No, I mean there's a passenger stepping off the tram up ahead. Tram passengers are hard to spot. Help make our roads safer by always stopping when a tram stops and only continue at 10 kilometres per hour when the doors have closed. When a tram stops, you stop. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Hi, Matt Welsh here. In Australia, drowning is one of the biggest killers of kids under five. So take a few minutes to check your pool barrier set for this summer. Visit kidsafe.com.au to find out how. Because safe barriers save lives. You're listening to your local community radio station, 88.3 Southern FM. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, we have to break for the Southern FM National Radio News. But after the news, we have our Sydney report with our correspondent from Sydney, Australia. David Gordon is coming on. They've had their last race for the season this year. And he's coming on to give us a a report on what's been going on in Sydney town. So after the Southern FM National Radio News, we'll be back with David Gordon from the Central Cumberland Pigeon Federation in Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world. And we'll be back right after the national news. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. All the way down under in Melbourne, Australia. The only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world. Stop 
You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, www.southernfm.com.au. And you're listening to the only devoted Racing Pigeon radio show in the world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia. Right now we have a guest from Sydney on the line, our uh, correspondent from Sydney, David Gordon, who's going to give us an update on what's been happening up there in Sydney. Hello, David, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Oh, mate, can't complain, mate. Can't complain. All right, tell us what's been happening up your neck of the woods. Oh, we had our last two races of the year on uh, yesterday with the uh, Southern Fed. Uh, some tough races, which was good. Um, in the uh, little Billabong race, I'll give you the top three there. We had Woodbine Lofts in a third. Michael A, you've been at second. And the winner there was Ali Dakak. So it was a winning velocity of 778. So it was nice and tough, that one. And uh, the Gundagai race, the last race of the year, this one, uh, Shane Randall in at third, Newway Lofton at second, and myself, S&D Gordon in at first. So it was a, a good yeah. way to finish the uh, year for myself. Well, congratulations, mate. 10-17. So, yeah, very yeah, good. It worked out well in the end for us. Congratulations to you, mate. How many birds do you have on the drop? Oh, I only sent two birds for the whole race, so um, <laughs> I, I selected them pretty carefully. And that cop was second said uh, from the same race point last year, so I had him, I had him earmarked for a couple of weeks for that one. And I was only going to just send him to be honest, but I, the old man taught me to send him the other cop with him. Mm. Uh, uh, but yeah, he, can't, he it was he had a couple of you know a couple of secondary flies missing, a bit of tail yeah, feather yeah, missing, yeah. so he wasn't at 100, percent but he really showed up and really ripped in for us. Uh, the big Jansen cock there got the job done for oh, us. Good to, on to, you. Now, we found the racing oh, down here very, very tough at this yeah. time of the year. How have you found it up there? What, what's the, yeah, what's, what's yeah. been happening up there? Yeah, my, my concerns coming into these series is, was the time of the year. I thought, okay, this is not going to be good. And it, it was really tough, uh, like flying losses of 700s, 800s, 1000s, which is not, you know, we wouldn't normally get that in, you know, June, July, August type thing. I did find it a lot harder. Um, yeah, it was different. It was really different. It was challenging. And, uh, yeah, it's not something I don't think we want to get used to too often. So hopefully all the all the rubbish stays away and we can get out of a normal season and hopefully it doesn't put too many people off what they saw from some of these no. races. And, and what about the winds been up your end of the woods? Well, the, the wind, the, the, that's the thing. The weather this last, what, month or two, we've had a lot of rain, we've had a lot of winds, and we, it hasn't been easy going. Um, you know, the mountains have been sort of caved in and whatnot, so it has been harder, harder conditions. But, you, you know, the birds that are getting through and the birds that are winning these sort of races, you've really got to take your hat off to them and probably build around them. Yeah, yeah. Tony McPherson, see the same scenario over there in Sydney, mate. Yeah. Look, Dave, I, I, I'm thinking along these lines that, you know, when we race in the cooler months, yep. um, we've got our sprint middle distance birds going into these races and and what we're doing now, and those birds don't normally get through to the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you either put them away for the next year or they're gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But because we haven't raced and now we're racing and we're at this time of the year where uh, these birds aren't really around at that time of the year, yeah. that could be a, a reason that they're not, they're not able to handle that um, um, sort of pressure, the, the weather conditions and 
and the heat or the or the winds, you know, that that, it, that they're going into. So that could be another um, theory that I'm thinking of at the at the moment too. You know, we're we've sort of um, bred birds that uh, always have had the had the wind up their clacker, yeah. and they're coming home really well. And then coming towards the end of the year, um, the winds turn around, and it's then turned into a headwind, and that's where you get the the uh, the stronger type families of birds that come through in that, and the, what we're trying to do is race these uh, the other type of birds into into the wrong type of winds. Yeah, possibly. I I put some of the harder day Aussie birds in the north team. Yeah, I thought really hard, and I was actually getting. So I only had a few imports in there, and they're actually beating them. So I, 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 it's very hard to work out. But I was speaking with a with a bloke down your way on the phone, and we, we both agreed that we just think the time of the year, the hormones of the pigeons are going nuts. They want to pair up. They they know what time of the year it is. I, I, they haven't really had the track fit, fitness. But I think if we all stayed at one two hundred k's and had a bit of fun, yeah. the birds going to smash it but as soon as we try and go up to that two three four hundred kilometer mark and they're getting six seven hours on the wing the birds we don't believe have just been conditioned well enough yeah but i think if we had under normal circumstances even if we had the same sort of hard races i think we'd still get these birds shining through i think you're right had the right preparation like don't get us wrong we've all put the work in but I, my birds haven't trained how they normally would, for one. Uh, the races have been harder from a shorter distance. Yeah, I just don't think, yeah, a lot of them haven't sort of had the track work leading into it that they sort of needed. Yeah, it knocks them about. You get a couple of hard ones um, early yeah. and it sort of knocks the stuffing out of them and they don't recover the way that they should, you know. Whereas if you had your normal season, you're working the birds into it and uh, you're building their uh, – you're building them up, um, you know, for the longer hours and, and everything yep. else, whereas they're, they're just about straight into a, a seven-hour race and you think, oh, you know, what's going to make it? I hope that the, you sort of think, oh, well, the old Aussie family just keep plodding along uh, sort of thing and, and, and that's what, you know, but, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a difficult uh, scenario at the moment, but, look, as I said uh, to Ivan uh, and Michael Sagers, you know, look, uh, we've got to uh, be thankful that we've got some sort of racing to, you know, keep our, keep us sane as yeah. good advantages. But in saying that, we also go insane because we're thinking that they should be home earlier. What's gone wrong? And <laughs> we go. Yeah, we we it brings our insanity back out. Of course, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, yeah. oh, they should have been home earlier. They're no bloody yeah. good. This, that, the other, yeah, and it's uh, easy sitting in the backyard saying they should have been earlier. <laughs> we do it all the time too. And uh, yeah, I, I just believe it's the time of the year. So it's really yeah. not ideal. And um, one week you'll get, oh yeah, sweet. Well, they're home in an hour and a half. But then we're jumping the next point, and then all yeah. of a sudden. Then we go from an hour and a half on the wing to seven hours. I, I just don't think the birds – like, look, it, it's not ideal, this, this situation, but we didn't really have any other options this year. No. And no. I was very careful with what I selected. I was very careful. Anything that was off the top lines that was a young and it didn't go. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're put away to do the damage next year personally. But, what you know, I just hope this is – like I know for you, 
last year as well. But I'm, I'm just hoping it's a one-off and we can all just move on, no matter yeah. what. We, no matter where you stand on the the whole vaccine argument or the whole virus argument, just hopefully we can just get get over it, move on, and hopefully we're not locked down next year because it, it will we will lose flyers from this if it keeps oh, going. Okay. Oh, it doesn't yeah. matter, and the quality. Yeah is going to get worse because they're not getting tested. Then we're breeding off shit for years rather than proven. It's really not a ideal situation, but we're just trying to make the best of the, the shit situation that we're in, really. Yeah, you're spot on. And that's why I'm saying you, you're uh, it's horses for courses. And probably we shouldn't be jumping them at all. If they're comfortable racing 200K, just yeah. race 200K. Why why yeah. go any further? Because you're, you're taking them out of the comfort zone. And, oh, and that's you're not- right. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, like looking at it, looking at it going into it, it's like, oh yeah, we can get 400 k's in there. They'll do that on the head because they do yeah. do it backwards in, in the right conditions. Yeah. But I think a lot of this, and probably I've been guilty in the past, but I really learned a lot, especially from this series. You know, my fears became reality. But well, they're not robots, you know, and we got to find their limits and we got to work within them limits. So I yeah. feel that. You can yeah. still, no reason, like, oh, people don't like sprint racing or people don't like whatever your cup of tea may be. There's no reason why you can't, um, you know, work with what you've got. Distance business can still win early. You know, it, it's not, um, It's as I said, it's not an ideal situation, but if we can all, just the situation we've got, it's better than nothing, you know. Like, yeah. I don't I don't think it's good for the game moving forward to rush all these races through. Then we're going five, six hundred Ks. Oh, just because we've got to get the long ones in. All of a sudden we're in December and we're getting one, two, three pigeons home every week. It's going to kill our sport quicker. Oh, look, I, 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 I do agree. Yeah. You know, I must say down here in, uh, in Melbourne, um, I know the VHA, they usually finish near the end of November. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, the five and the six hundred mile, and this year they've cancelled it because the the weather patterns that's coming up, the El Nino or whatever you want to call it, that's coming up is you're going to have heaps of rain, lots of heat, and uh, now I don't think they, you know, the roads and everything getting into New South Wales and and uh, the places that they want to go to, I think they're probably flooded anyway. But you know. Uh, it's it just becomes so difficult, but you know, and, and they haven't had the preparation. You know, you've only got to have a look at. Uh, you know, we had a we had a race on the weekend from Midiac, three hundred and three hundred and twenty eight k's or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, they it was a oh, it was a you know right on the beak. Yeah, and the winds picked up stronger and stronger, and it made it bloody hard, really hard. And you had uh, the, the winners doing it in seven, seven and a half hours, yeah. and and you had uh, other guys getting them home in twelve hours. You know, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the gap no, is huge. Yeah, you don't get that racing three, four months ago when we're meant to be racing. Oh, you know, like I said, a lot of blokes. Oh, yeah, they'll be right. They'll be right. Well, that, that attitude's only going to get us so far. Oh, well, exactly, and that's why I say I think we should have just stuck at um, racing at the comfort zone. The comfort zone was probably 250K. Yeah. And uh, stuck at that and just enjoyed racing our pictures. Yeah, but you've got people out there that, oh, it's not far enough, you know, I won't put them in if you're not going to go further up the road and blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah, well, the whole idea, I think the whole idea, Ivan and Dave, was to get, get your birds educated and get them ready for the next year because, uh, mind you, there's a lot of guys had a shed full of pigeons yep. and they said, well, what am I going to do with them? And, and the, the federations and, and different people said, oh, well, we'll try and organise something for you, the race. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you had, di- had different people, you know, wanting their birds to go further and, and everything else and other people wanting to uh, just educate their birds. So you, you're never, you're never going to make everyone happy. But yeah. come the end of the day, I think uh, people will start breeding their birds again because they've got a few empty perches to fill. So um, <laughs> that, was def- that was definitely the case here. Yeah, 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 and uh, there's no doubt that uh, you know, with the with COVID and everything else, people had a shed full of birds. They had them for nearly two years, and they're thinking, "Oh boy, you know, if if I if I don't race these birds, um, I won't be breeding this year." Yeah, uh, yeah. and talk yeah, about the that, feed bill as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so well, I don't know how everyone else thinks. I, I don't mind feeding the birds if, if they've if they're quality and they've earned it. But when they're just sitting around, and you're like, all right, well, off <laughs> in the long run, you know. Yeah, just, yeah. Well, look, we, we, look, Dave. I think you would have found it too. Yeah. Uh, or people in your club, you've been sitting on birds for a couple of years, right? You haven't raced them properly. Yeah. Right. You get a you get a stickler. You put uh, twenty birds in. You're expecting to get your, you know you're there two and three year olds. You think oh they should be able to do it on their ear, right? Yeah. Yep. And you can sit there all bloody day waiting for them because yeah. because you haven't sorted them out. They haven't been sorted out. They've been they've been sitting there um, fattening themselves up for two yep. years. Yeah. And, and in reality, in reality. Uh, we've been living in a fool's paradise. Yeah. You know, we're, we're seeing these birds. They look bloody great. Jeez, they look good. Two and three lots of they should be able to bloody do it. No worries. And they're the first ones that let you down. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, yeah, like, like I was saying earlier, like they just haven't had the road work. And no, they haven't. A lot, a lot of the problem we had leading into these races, I think, was a lot of the races we had overcast conditions and then the mountain ranges here are pretty hard to get by. And the breeding time for the falcons too this time of the year, they're going low and they're just getting picked off. Yeah. Yep. I'm not one to make excuses at all because it's part of the game, but I, I, I'm really not an advocate of racing this time of the year. But, look, I raced them because, you know, we all want to race, you know, and it was it's sort of a trial and error situation because we've never done it like this before. Um, but I just think if it happens again next year, well, I'm sure I'll be racing again, but I just think we approach it just slightly differently. Uh, yes, we all live and learn. and, and Of course. Yeah, and I think the thing is as long as we learn something from it and, and the way that we condition our birds and, and um, food our birds, they have to change the way we do things altogether. No, and, right. uh, you know, uh, some people just love to be out on the road, train, 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 train their birds. And, uh, yeah, the, the first, say, five or six races, they're, they're going like uh, missiles. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but after that, they're, they're back down. They're back down to tiger moss. Yeah, yeah. Reality, reality checks in, and that's it. They're finished. Yeah, uh, exactly. And whereas um, 
uh, in these races where we haven't had the, the chance to really train our birds properly. Yeah. Um, and, and we've been just jumping into it and, yeah, it's been pretty difficult. Well, hopefully, hopefully we don't have this repeat again next year. And yes. It's just... We can just hope. I guess everyone just get ready. Get ready for a good 2022 uh, and hopefully yeah. we can, uh, yeah, put all this shit behind us and hopefully yeah. we uh, all yeah. do a good year. Well said, mate. Well said. Just got to stay positive. Otherwise, you know, we can't think negative. We've got to stay positive and yeah, for each yeah. other and hopefully we can get the good season in. Yeah, you're yeah. right. For sure. For all sure. right, mate. You got anything else you want to fill us in on? Uh, there's not a lot happening here at the minute. No, all right. No worries then, mate. Uh, congratulations on your win, and uh, we'll catch up with Thanks, you mate. again. No worries. Take care, fellas. Thanks, mate. See you later. Bye. Bye. And that was David Gordon from Sydney, and we're going to take a break with a little bit of music. And here's the Beastie Boys with You've Got a Fight for the Right to Party. Yeah! <laughs>
Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor What you hear on community radio is governed by the Community Broadcasting Codes of Practice. The Codes of Practice cover matters relating to program content that are of concern to the community, including local content, news, current affairs, Australian music content, programs for children and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting to the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this service. Copies of the codes are available from the Community Broadcasting Association website www.cbaa.org.au Do you know you can listen to Southern FM through your smartphone? Just download the free TuneIn app and search for Southern FM. Fancy a tipple or a taste? G'day, I'm Pete Dillon. Join me on Grazing every Thursday between 2 and 4pm as we celebrate the world of food, drink and travel. You'll meet interesting guests from around the corner and around the world. Let's graze together every Thursday here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. 
Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. G'day, hello and g'day. My name's Josh Gatt and I'm inviting you to come and hang out with me at my show, Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m. And I showcase the very best in new Australian independent music from punk to folk to indie. Anything goes, as long as you can see it in a filthy band room. Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m. Catch you there. From St Kilda to Clayton. You're listening to 88.3 Southern FM. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Broadcast from Melbourne, Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Stop the pigeon, 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 stop the pigeon now. Grab him, jab him, jab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now. You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, our community radio station here in Melbourne, Australia, the sounds of the Bayside. www.southernfm.com.au Go and check it out. There's some great podcasts on the Southern FM site. Uh, different subjects, go go and check it out. And also, if you want to go to the Pigeon Radio Australia website directly, uh, is www.pigeonmedia.com.au Don't forget, we podcast via the Podbean Network and it's just going absolutely haywire on that. Uh, over n- nearly 7,000 downloads now. I think there's, what, 52 episodes, 7,000 downloads. That's not bad. Since November last year, uh, we've been on Podbean now for 12 months, and it's just taken off. Even the live streams, I'll say hello to all the people listening to us via Podbean at the moment on the Podbean live stream. Anyway, and also, go to Facebook, and we've hit the um, uh, 80,000 members, 81,000 members we've got now, 81,000.3 or something. Uh, We're going to get to 100,000 by Christmas on this group on Facebook. If you want to talk about pigeon racing, to absolutely everybody that's involved with pigeon racing in the whole entire world, because there's 80,000 of them there, uh, go to the Racing Pigeon Global on Facebook. 80,000 plus members. All right, Tony McPherson has a little bit of southeastern news. Tony, take it away. Okay, Ivan. Look, I'd like to congratulate uh, Rodney Main and Donna Matt. Uh, Donna Gat, I should say, not Matt Gat. Um, <laughs> hey, you uh, know what? In saying Donna Gat, we've, you heard these promos I've been playing? No, that, that guy that's on after us, he's on at 12 o'clock, right? We finish at 12, he comes on. His name is Josh Gatt. Okay. Oh, well, that's, that's like Smith and Jones in Malta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, um, the, uh, yeah, they both uh, look uh, – uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what year it was that we, we run a truck sale at our AGM, right? And uh, – the uh, we had a thousand dollars prize money for the first bird clocked 
in the truck in, in the sale, and we finally had the race on the weekend. And uh, the bird was bred by Matty Whitechurch out of his grizzles. Um, and Matty's uh, been killing them down at Terrelgan and everywhere else, and they bought the bird at the uh, Greater Melbourne sale. And uh, yeah, both Rodney and Donna they won the uh, they won the the kitty a thousand bucks. So well done to uh, Rodney and Donna Gat. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was very well done. They, they're sharing the spoils with Matty Whitechurch, so very well done. Now, I just want to reiterate, Ivan, that the Croydon Classic 2019 and 2020 rung birds, the birds that are eligible, and when I say eligible, I mean that they're being paid up, that, that everyone's, no one that owes money will be eligible, but... The eligible birds will be basketed on Thursday night for a Sunday morning release this Sunday coming on the 5th of December, right? So the release will be on the Sunday or God willing, God willing. Mate, I've gone greyer than you could imagine. But anyway, um, they call me What's Mr. that? Greyer than I can imagine. Gee, I can. Yeah, I'm called Mr. Bomb now. I'm looking at the. Mate, uh, maybe you should grow a big. Maybe you should. It's driving me nuts. Maybe you should so, grow a big long beard and you could be Father Christmas. Oh, mate, uh, yeah, but I'm on this CSIRO diet, mate, so I haven't got the gut to go with it. So. Uh, well, you <laughs> couple, a couple, couple of pillows, pillows, mate, couple of pillows and you'll be right. Yeah, a couple of pillows. Now, the other thing is that um, I've been asked by a few um, clubs to donate race teams, and which I've done, and uh, the uh, up at Ballarat, there's... They have the Sovereign Sprint up there. Uh, I think it's the Ballarat East Club that runs that. They had asked me to donate a race team, which I did, and they had to draw uh, yesterday. And Dennis Steele up in Ballarat, he won the race oh, team for Dennis, me. gee. So, There's somebody so I remember from Ballarat. Sorry? There's someone I remember from at Ballarat, Dennis Steele. Yep, yep. Well, he won the race team for me, so I've got some Budapest um, tipplers uh, for a race team for him. They'll be, they'll be what very good. What have you got, Budapest really, tipplers? They go really high. <laughs> 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 no, I'll, I'll have a good race team uh, for Dennis. Hopefully you'll be able to kick uh, a few people's backsides up there, enjoy racing. And the Mate, he's a good boys. flyer. He'll he'll do justice to those pigeons, yeah, I can well, tell that's you. that's good. That's good. Uh, well, let's hope the birds do justice for him. But uh, the Bustleton boys, the, uh, they're a happy-go-lucky group over in WA. They had their uh, uh, raffle where I donated a race team of 10 birds and uh, Matty Kramer's over in WA, he won that. And Matty contacted me and uh, he was wrapped. Uh, in actual fact, he got some Van Dykes off me last year and he's been wrapped in them. So uh, so there's some birds going to Ballarat, some birds going to Bustleton. So, uh, uh, and then I've got some more, more birds going somewhere else. But uh, now also on the 5th of December, on the Sunday, the 5th of December, the Croydon Homing Pigeon Club I've got an online auction that's going to be run. It'll be a bit of a – it's a blind auction, actually, because all you'll see is the donors 
they've donated a pair of squeakers each. Now, there's 22 donors, and I must thank all of these generous people for uh, donating a pair of squeakers. They'll be sold as a pair, and there's a buy now option, or you can make a bid, all right? But you'll buy the pair of squeakers. Okay, so there's a now we've got national loss, we've got Mark Tone. Look, there's 22 names there Maddie Whitechurch, um, Tony Maslowski, Nick Lackiotis. We've got, Jeez, some, you've got really some flyers there, here. eh? Hey, we've, You've got yeah, a few the, good flyers' names there, gee. Yeah, my word. We, uh, Nick Lackiotis, the winner of the uh, Team Bird, the uh, Produce, the other week. Um, so, yeah, look, uh, I must say, yeah, some really good friends. Uh, so what's happening, and this is a live auction, is it? It's an auction on the uh, on the GMPF auction site starting oh. on Sunday. Oh, yeah, that's very interesting. Starting on Sunday, there's 22 lots. So you'll see the name of the person and there'll be a little spiel, what, who they are, what they've done. Um, National Lofts imported some fantastic pigeons uh, about 10 or 15 years ago. The Koopmans and the Van Dykes oh, have been Honestly, pigeons. I reckon in looking at results from people and people that have acquired Koopman pigeons in their loft, I reckon he's probably got probably the best selection of Koopmans you can get your hands on. Well, he certainly brought in some very good pigeons. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, uh, Mark Schubert said, you know, the birds have really performed well for quite a number of years. So he's kind. Of, he's a former winner of the uh, Croydon Classic. So we've asked former winners and also past members and a, and a few ring-ins, you know, some mates and things like that. So, uh, like I said, Mark Tung, uh, Mr. Rogers, you know, um, Joe Arado, Mr. Harrison, you know. Uh, so, you know, we've asked some really good fanciers and they've been very, very generous mm. in donating these birds. It's to um, – it's for our centenary so that we can cater for everyone who comes along yeah. so that you don't have to put your hand in your pocket to no. pay for food or drink. No. You know, we want you to come along and have a great time because it's also that that's on the 15th of January, 2022, and it's also our only sale that we have for the Croydon Classic, Squeakers, right? So we're going to have a sale, plus I think you're going to sing a song or two, and, uh, <laughs> and we're right. going to support. There'll be food and drink, and we just want our past past members of the Croydon Club, present members and friends to come along and enjoy a great day to celebrate our 100 years plus two. <laughs> plus two. Now, Tony, what I'm going to ask you... I know, I know. Now, what I was going to ask you is we're organising the Children's Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal around Good Friday. Well, in actual fact, I want it, I'd like it to start a week before Good Friday and finish it on Good Friday, if that's possible. I think it's highly possible, and uh, I think... Uh, we should be able to uh, um, go around our different uh, sponsors and our different uh, people that we've had on the show and, uh, you know, ask them if they would kindly donate a bird and I'm sure yeah. we'll uh, 
have a, a, a great variety of um, pigeons uh, for auction. And um, look, Ivan, you know, the, it's been a pretty, you know, terrible year for charities. You know, to try and no, raise you, money, it's been a terrible year, <laughs> a couple of 18 months, two years. So let's get behind the Children's Hospital and support the uh, the hospital. They do – they're one of the leading uh, children's hospitals in the world and uh, we, we are so fortunate in Australia to have such a great hospital to look after our kids. And that's Australia-wide. They come from everywhere to go to the Children's Hospital down here. And, and, and as we heard from the so director lucky. of the Children's Hospital here on Pigeon Radio, they're very proud to have us Pigeon people doing this for them, and they're very appreciative of it as well. Well, look, Ivan, the more we do for these things, uh, you know, like the Children's Hospital, the RSL, you know, for Remembrance Day, um, all of these things, it puts a great showing of the pigeon fraternity to the general public. You know, we're, we're out there, we're doing our bit, you know, and um, it's uh, we're being seen in a really good light and that's how we want to be seen, you know, and uh, I think we can lead the way, you know. Everyone yeah. just jump on board and uh, support all of these um uh, functions that are run, not only by our by the radio show, but by other clubs to support charity. And um, let's look after people. And you know, it's been pretty bloody tough for everyone. Let's look after everyone and be kind to each other. And I yeah, think well, um, with this staff at the Children's Hospital, everybody's breeding now, so there'll be plenty of youngsters. If you, even if you want to. Donate a race team, go ahead. Um, and if, if you've got any birds and you want to donate to the Royal Children's Hospital, it'll be a, a week before Good Friday. We'll start the auction. It'll be on the Greater Melbourne website, which I've already talked to Gary Gillard about, and he's happy to do that for us. And, yes. um, yeah, it's, it, I hope with that we can – what was the last one we raised? Ten – Ten thousand and eight hundred or something, I think. Yeah, yeah, we raised it. Yeah, ten thousand eight hundred and three dollars was the last amount we raised. Yeah, we've raised quite a few dollars. That's for sure. We've raised. So, we've yeah, raised over since years, over the years. Ivan, I don't know how much we've raised. Oh, over about the years. forty grand we've raised already. Yeah, no, the... it's been. Yeah, you know, we've been doing doing it for quite a while. Hmm. And um, oh, look, I think it's great. You know that. Uh, we do these things. Look, my uh, the youngest girl, Catherine. She's a very was most appreciative, you know, um, for what we did on the radio show and, and uh, when we had the conference and we raised money for the kids that day because, you know, we used um, young Eli, um, my grandson, as uh, you know our flagship. Little boy, his lovely little boy who had, uh, and he's, you know, it's not a, it's not a problem. It's totally, uh, he's totally over, but he's living a, a great life and he, uh, thus far, and he's a lovely kid. And this is what we want to to see happen. You know, the kids uh, have a uh, as normal a life as possible, uh, and it's the children's hospital that helps uh, families and kids to have some sort of normality in their life. Yeah. That's what it's yeah. all about. And, and as, as Jelly said, when he donated a pigeon 
couple of years back for the auction. He said, it's only a pigeon. He said, if yeah, I can give yeah. a pigeon and make money for the kids, so be it. You're right. You're spot on. You're spot on. And, you know, it's like you said, it's only a pigeon. <laughs> you're not giving away your lung or your heart or your or a leg. You know, it's a, it's a pigeon and you can breed plenty of them. That's for sure. And, you know, it's... And I tell you um, what, some of these people that have bought some of those birds on that children's hospital auction have done very well with them. Oh, my word, they have. Yes, yes, they certainly have, Ivan. You know, um, there's no doubt about that. You know, I, I uh, put one up um, for the kids and whatnot, and the Bustleton boys bought it. And uh, I think the goat up there... Um, Raced by Steve King was out of that group of birds, and uh, um, that's legendary up in Bustleton, that particular bird. So, um, yeah, she she uh, won quite a quite a number of races up there, and yeah, uh, the and that was out of the children's. No, hospital look, I've heard a couple time. of guys from the WPF that bought a couple of birds in the children's hospital auction, and they bred them some good pigeons. My word, my word. You know, um, you know, it's a worthy cause, and uh, people, you know, they uh, they go out. Look, in this day and age, Ivan, to be very honest, everyone, everyone who races pigeons have got good pigeons. Some have got better pigeons than others. Some, are, but most people, if you went into anyone's loft, you would you would find some. Really top birds, and and uh, you know everyone's got good pigeons because we all source them from pretty well the same places. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, we, yeah we 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 do source them pretty well from you know the studs and different people who sourced them from studs, and so we you know they sort of go around like a washing machine, but. Um, yeah, there's always good pigeons, always. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. In saying that, we'll take a, a short break right now, and we'll come back. And we've got some. You've got some more stuff to tell us, and it'll be time to say goodbye. So let's um, take a short break so that we can relax our brains. You know, because people have only got. 30 minutes of concentration, I've been told. So, uh, yeah, let's have a musical break and we'll be back after this. Don't you know Talking about a revolution Sounds Don't you know Talking about a revolution Sounds Standing in the welfare lines Crying at the doorsteps of those armies of salvation Wasting time in the unemployment lines Sitting around waiting for a promotion Don't you know Talking about a revolution Sounds Poor people gonna rise up Get there, yeah We're gonna rise up and take what's there.
Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat Stock Feed and Farming Supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Your voice in the community, 88.3 Southern FM. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. This is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the baseline. I would just fly, fly away. 
And I always knew I couldn't stay. So I had a dream that I just fly away. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And I always knew I couldn't stay. So I had a dream that I'd just fly away, away, oh. So, stop the pigeon, 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 how? And you're tuned to the sounds of the Bayside, 88.3 Southern FM, and you're listening to the only devoted Racing Pigeon Radio show in the world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia. Tony McPherson, what else have you got to tell us? Okay, Ivan, this weekend uh, coming up at uh, the Greater Melbourne, it's our second Midiac. Now, we were going to have two Mildurers following that, one on the um, 11th and one on the 18th. The 18th has been cancelled, okay? So the 18th of December from Mildura has been cancelled and the $2 ring races plus the Breeders' Plate races plus a normal race will be run on the... It's all happening down there, gee. On the 11th of December, right? So, uh, and there'll be the there'll be a, I, I would suggest there'll be a separate liberation for the uh, 30 birder. The two dollar ring birds will probably go up with the 30 birder, but the breeders' plate I understand will be released separately. Is it so, one breeders' plate race, or do you have two? It's like some people. Oh, I think there's two of them. I just can't remember. <laughs> Yeah. So there's a two-year-old yeah, race uh, and a year. A year. I, think there, I think there's only one Brutus Plate race okay. uh, in the Greater Melbourne. I think we ran the other one. Uh, Victorian Racing Pigeon Union, and they had a race from Midiac, and it was Robbie Taylor in first place. Yeah, Robbie, yeah. With, right, a, with a good, Robbie. yes, a good velocity there too, 1354.9. Yeah. That's a quick one. Was. <laughs> yes. In second. At seven o'clock. What time were they clocking? They were clocking at arrival time eleven twenty-one. Robbie Taylor clocked his pigeon. Well, there you go. Gee whiz! You know, then, what a difference. As yeah. that song says, "What a difference a day makes." Yeah, and and in second place, yes, yeah, that's a point. In second <laughs> place, we had Tony Price, and he was doing yeah. a velocity of thirteen fifty-four, so pretty much equal. Equal velocity. Uh, third place, me mates, the Untouchables, Mr. Gauchi and Mr. Tony Kanata. They yeah, were in well third enough. place. Well good, good on them. In fourth place, Cher and Murrells. Leanne Cher and uh, Cam Murrells. Oh, well done. Yes. In fifth place, we got Gekas and Arato. Yes. In sixth place, we got H and I Johnson. I think they're new flyers, they are. In seventh place, uh, Gauchy Brothers. In eighth place, Grant Patterson. In ninth place, J and L Share. Yes. In tenth place, R and M Simmons and Sons. Yes. In eleventh place, Amir and Fatty. That's Amir Maddie. In twelfth place, Paul Hardwick. 
Gee, there's a there's a name we haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, yes. I see Paul Paul races. Yeah, in, yeah he's uh, racing John out of John Shears Loft. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, what a, what a character! Lovely bloke, Paul. Lovely man. In thirteenth place, we've got Frank Valudo and son. Good old Frank. Fourteenth place is a name John Dismore. In 15th place, this fella visited me the other day. He's a really nice guy. I've made good friends with this guy. And that's Peter Huang and Zhang. Peter Huang, he races a good pigeon. I'll tell you what, he's got some lovely pigeons. In 16th place, we've got Kialba Avian Supplies. In 17th place, listen to this one. M and M Saggers, and you heard what he said. He sent those birds back that went yes. that went on Tuesday. He sent them back again on Saturday, and, he, and he's done. He's clocked one of those pigeons again. Uh, in eighteenth place is another name, Gary Church. Yes, oh the the tree the tree man. Yes, <laughs> in nineteenth place Shannon Reed. In twentieth yes, place, yes, very generous man, Shannon. He is a nice bloke. He, well, thanks to Shannon, we've got this yes, equipment here, haven't we? In twentieth yes, place, yes, we've got M Pereira. In twenty-first place, Ty Tran, and in twenty-second place, Searchy and Hanley. All right, Tony, it's time to say goodbye. Say goodbye, Tony. Yeah, goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye. Tony, enjoy your week and mm. look after yourselves and mm, have yeah. a have a great time. Yes, and goodbye to you, Tony Barbara. Goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye, Tony, and goodbye to everybody around the world. And it's goodbye from me, Ivan Fonte, here at Pigeon Radio Australia, and we'll catch you next week, same time, same station, 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside for the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia. Cheerio. Stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon.